Hello and welcome to another episode of the Menswear Style Podcast with me, your host, Pete Brooker. On the podcast this week, we speak to some of the biggest players in the field of street and fashion photography. We speak to Jonathan Price. Gentlemen and ladies, hold the presses. This just in. No, not that Jonathan Price, but Jonathan Daniel Price from Garçon John. I do, however, ask him how many times he gets mistaken for the Welsh actor best known for playing James Bond villain Elliot Carver in Tomorrow Never Dies. How often do you get mistaken for Elliot Carver, the Jonathan Price actor from Tomorrow Never Dies, the James Bond film? (laughs) Of course it's a daily basis. (laughs) I have never (laughs) once been mistaken for that. That interview coming in a short while. During the podcast, you'll hear me mention that I too am learning the art of photography. I've invited into the studio Mr. Jameson, the editor of the Daily Bugle, to review my portfolio. So, what do you think of my portfolio, Mr. Jameson? They're crap. 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 Mega crap. I'll give you 200 bucks for all of them. 200 seems a little low. I'll uh, come back to you on that one. We're also going to be joined by street photographer Abdel Abdullahi, the brains behind the blog Boy from Dagbon. As you say, you know, with Instagram and camera phones, and you know, don't get me wrong, I'm doing some camera phones that take great pictures, but it's nothing as decent as what a professional can produce with with a professional camera. Mm. You know, also it takes knowing what you're doing, how to to work the lights, how to work the shutter speed, when to take an image, how to play with the light, play with your surroundings. You know, there's so much involved. That interview coming up in a short while. So, Mr. Jameson, would there be any room for me on the payroll at the Bugle? No jobs. Freelance. Best thing in the world for a kid your age. I see, but... You must be upset. Are you upset? No. No, so you just don't give a shit about any of this? Say it. Okay, I'm upset. Louder! I'm upset! Louder! Well, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm beginning to feel threatened, and not to mention your breath is an acute miasma of coffee and garlic. I tell you what... You can have the pictures for three fifty. How about that? Give you three hundred. That's a standard freelance fee. Deal. Crikey, that was intense. We're also going to be talking to Antonio Eugenio about the mastered fashion photography course, as well as his own site, Antonio-Eugenio.com. It's actually a brand new website I just put online like a few months ago. So uh, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to say I, I wept a silent tear because there's a few dudes with their tops off um, looking very buff, <laughs> uh, the, the square-pecked <laughs> torsos. And I just thought, do you know what? I just need to get my ass off this chair and do some sit-ups. All that to come. Personally, a little bit of housekeeping. If you're not there already, head over to the website. It's www.menswearstyle.co.uk. Check out all the show notes features from this particular episodes interviews and competitions we also have running over there like us on the social at menswear style and subscribe to us in itunes simply type menswear style into the store uh, leave us a nice review and if you want to get in touch with me then it's peter at menswearstyle.co.uk okay so without any further ado are you ready for this one mr jameson i will fuck you like a pig i'll take that as a yes Here is the interview with street photographer Jonathan Daniel Price, founder of Garçon John. I'd like to introduce uh, to the podcast now, Jonathan Daniel Price, best known probably for his website Garçon John, a a street photographer. How are you doing today, Jonathan? Hi, Peter. I'm doing really well, thanks. Excellent. Uh, Jonathan, first things first, could you tell us a little bit about 
Gas on John, the website, please. What's it about and why you started it? Well, it originally started uh, about 10 years ago, actually, when I was living in Glasgow. I had a blog with my best friend called Le Garçon de Glasgow, which had a kind of funny play on words with the Glasgow boys, the famous artists, and um, also just the nice alliteration. And that's really where the Garçon John part came about, because when Twitter started, I needed a handle, so it was Garçon John. And then when I moved away, the Glasgow part obviously was irrelevant. So basically, as my interest developed in terms of photography, I realized I had a real interest in uh, men's style, talking about men in general, and also street photography. So that is how Garçon John came about, and that was the main sort of theme of that website. Okay, great. Um, And about the street photography then. So I imagine that you're just there roaming the streets all day, asking strangers if it's okay to take their picture. (laughs) What is a day-to-day like for you? That's a very romantic view, but it's not the case, unfortunately. Uh Um, Mainly now, actually, I shoot only during fashion week which is actually a bit of a shame to realize but um i have no time the rest of the year so i would say about three or four months out of my year spent going to fashion weeks Mm -hmm. and shooting on the street then and then the rest of the year i don't actually do street photography i do just mainly fashion and portrait work um but yeah so during fashion week it's a whole different ball game and it's a kind of unusual way of shooting on the streets it's not not how you would imagine it usually i see and what exactly are you looking for are you looking for something that's very peacocky something that turns heads not at all actually i mean my style i guess if you were to look at it and sort of determine one kind of feeling from it is a naturalistic kind of authentic look and so going hand in hand with that it tends to be more about um i guess classic style or Uh, men who are not obviously fashion with a capital F. So even during fashion week, for sure, I definitely photograph people who are wearing trends and people who are wearing this season's clothes. But generally speaking, I tend to be drawn to men who wear um, something which just is very subtle and, uh, yeah, like just stands out in a subtle way rather than obvious, flashy, branded fashion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and are there any pet peeves that you look for? Well, don't look for, but just so happen to come across. I mean, you must have shot a thousand different dudes wearing different outfits and you must have something where you go, Jesus, man, that does not look good on you. It's hard to say because I kind of like to view myself as more of a maybe bystander or a documentary type of view. So I'm trying to be really open-minded and look at when I'm looking at people, I'm not thinking does not look cool. I may think that after when I'm editing, but I at the time will just be really open-minded and think following my instinct, does this make a good image? But generally speaking, if I was to look at in terms of menswear, what I think people get wrong, because sometimes people ask me that too. Mm. I think the number one thing is just fit really. You know, because you could be wearing a really nice suit and if you don't get the trousers tailored, then it's a bit redundant. Yep, I know that feeling well. I've got a dozen odd suits that are all unwearable because they're all too <laughs> um, Yeah, I really need to get that sorted. That's my New Year's resolution. Um, so, Jonathan, uh, a little bit of an off-piste question, but I have to ask this because it's quite pertinent in my mind. How often do you get mistaken for Elliot Carver, the Jonathan Price actor from Tomorrow Never Dies, the James Bond film? 
<laughs> of course, it's a daily basis. <laughs> I have never <laughs> once been mistaken for that. But that is quite a good um, astute way of looking at it because that's the reason why I go with Garcon John as well because Jonathan Price, um, in terms of Google searches, would bring up the actor and not me. Well, that's, I mean, I, I'm a huge Bond fan, as anyone who listens to this podcast knows. And when I saw the name come up, I thought, oh, brilliant, I'm interviewing Jonathan <laughs> Price today. Now, please don't take that as slight upon your vocation or your um, prestige. But, and then I thought, wow, this guy must get it at least every other day. Uh, no one knows. No, hardly yeah. anyone does. People of a certain age, maybe, um, they will know more. But um, generally speaking, people don't pick up on it. Right. OK. Well, um, thanks for clearing that up. That was actually going to be right at the end of my questions. I had it written down, but I couldn't wait any longer. I had to get it in. Um, Jonathan, uh, could you just tell us uh, maybe your best city as well for street style shooting? What's your, what's your favourite? That's something I do get asked a lot by just the average person if they talk about what I do for a living. Um, it's hard to answer because I'm obviously biased, but I think London is great. I think... Um, this the mixture of new and old obviously we've got some incredible old buildings and new buildings so in terms of backgrounds you get some amazing backdrops but then also there are so many new people coming through the city that there's always fresh blood you know there's always new style happening it's a very dynamic place and it's also quite youth oriented which means you get a kind of fresh outlook which is uninhibited um and then going hand in hand with the tradition of tailoring that Britain sort of introduced to the whole world in a way. So it's, yeah, I feel like London's a fantastic city for street photography. I was doing a shoot in London not too long ago, and I just found one of my favourite places in London is Brick Lane. Um, mainly because it's just got so much graffiti and every other wall is, you know, almost a work of art down Brick Lane. Mm. And then I found, well, actually, this is not so much about what I'm wearing but maybe the backdrop. So how do you have to divorce yourself from the scenery to the object that you're actually taking a picture of? Mm, that's quite a good question because people often will focus just on what someone's wearing in terms of making a good image. But obviously, generally, just looking at photography, there are so many elements. So I would actually say in terms of my decision on whether to take someone's photo or not, the number one is light not even what they look like or what they're wearing. Mm. Because if you don't have good light, then it's not going to make a good photo and there's almost no point in taking the picture. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a few considerations. Main ones, light, the location, and whether that will fit nicely with what they're wearing. And then the third, exactly what I said, what they're wearing, what they look like, the general aesthetic and vibe that they have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you sound like you're my girlfriend in a lot of ways. <laughs> she's She's lent me this camera that I'm trying to get my head around. And the main thing is that every time the picture comes out crap, it's because of the light. And she just mm. light is first and then everything else is um, second, third, fourth. So that's uh, good advice. Eh? Yeah. And that actually a contradictory to what I was saying about London is a, always a challenge in London because we do get some beautiful days. Today is a good example. But sometimes the light is really flat and very dim, even in the middle of the day at the brightest point. Um, and so with that in mind, just thinking about light, I really love New York because um, I think light also is reflective of people's ideas of what the city is meant to look like. And when you get that really harsh, direct sunlight in New York, it goes so beautifully with the stripes on the street and the bright um, street signs and how brash and bold the people are too. So it's that kind of mixture of uh, aesthetics. Yeah. Are they bright and brash over in New York? 
Um, I was speaking to Dan Rookwood, who was um, the editor of Mr. Porter in the US. Yeah. And he was, I asked him, you know, what's the difference in styles between London and New York? And he says they're a lot more conservative over in New York. You know, if you were wearing all the dandyish stuff that you can get away with in London, you perhaps turn a few heads more so in New York. Um, yeah. Is that something you have encountered or agree with? I do agree. I was actually meaning more personality wise, the ah. Brighton brush. Um, but you're right in terms of clothing, too. Like that is a, obviously a major consideration. Um, yeah, it's a little more conservative, generally speaking. Um, I think also just population wise, the average person, I would say, in even New York, you know, obviously the states in general, but even in New York, won't take a quote unquote style risk. But a Londoner would. I think the average Londoner would try something new, particularly because of the high street that we have here. But um, what you get in New York more, which I don't think you get here, is the um, real eccentricity. So you will sometimes get some really cool older guys here who wear their three-piece suit and have been doing it their whole life, and I love that. But in New York, what you'll get is, um, for example, when I was there last, a couple months ago, a man was wearing a a metallic silver jumpsuit and it was crazy cool like mm -hmm. unbelievable he had like um cornrows this silver suit the sunlight was really harsh direct on him like you just don't see that in london people don't do that kind of very odd thing and he also when i talked to him had no idea that he looked unusual this is just who he is right. and it's like just this real owning yourself owning your personality yeah, it sounds like he's just been transported from a different time. Yeah. <laughs> and he's thinking you're weird and not him. Exactly. Um, John, can you tell us a little bit about your favourite picture? Do you have a top three or maybe something that really stands out for you, a picture you've taken? Um, I'm actually going through my archive at the moment, so I've been digging through a lot of old pictures. Um, it's re nearly impossible to say, because particularly if you just look at my street photography, um, I have so many photographs. Um, purely by the nature of street photography, you can take so many images, as opposed to in a studio, for example. Um, there's one that I've used as an example in the past when people ask me this, and I do still really like the image. And it was a photograph that I took in 2012 of an artist called Richie Culver for a book that I did in the same year called 100 Beards, 100 Days. And I was walking around in Dalston. I'd used that project, the 100 Beards project, as an excuse to really explore London in lots of different areas I'd never been to. Um, I had been to Dalston, obviously, but that was one of the days that I was there. And I looked down the end of a street and I saw this guy and I thought, he looks like he might be cool. And that thought you know, can come so many times when as you get closer and you see more clearly it doesn't transpire to be correct or sometimes it does and he looked incredible he looked so cool he had an amazing long beard and he's got so much personality just in his eyes um and it was one of those moments where everything came together we were at a great perfect location we didn't have to walk anywhere the lighting was fantastic just where we were probably shot about five frames so not that many and i yeah really just loved the image that i that i got of him it's a quite a simple portrait but mm. i think it said a lot about who he is and can people find that over at the site the hundred beards.com exactly yeah. yeah so i think that was day maybe 98 or 99 mm -hmm. so it's numbered and and yeah so if they wanted to have a look they can find it there they can check that out there okay great thank you uh jonathan i had a just a personal question because um, like i say i've just started out in photography myself uh the one thing that i find a little tricky is when i come to edit the picture and sometimes I'm looking at it for a long time. I'm switching between colors, fades, contrasts. And I often just want to put everything in black and white. Now, 
do you have that filter as well where you think do you know what, i'm just going to bung this in black and white because it looks better or do you deliberately have to shoot something in black and white first how does it work that is actually a really great question because it's the same vein as thinking maybe that a filter is going to correct problems and i think definitely black and white um often does look more striking and obviously has this timeless appeal um to images but i think it is a common mistake to think that if you put it in black and white it will make the image look better and what you said about shooting in black and white intentionally is a good point for me personally i think even though i'll be shooting if i'm digital i'll be shooting in raw so it means that it will still be color even if i have the setting on black and white in the camera Mm. um i will be shooting with the intention that this will be a black and white photograph or obviously if i'm using film and i'm probably shooting more film than i ever have at the moment other than when i was a student um it will be a black and white film so i will know it's black and white and just through experience i know what works in black and white better and what works in color better um so so yeah i would say go in with the intention go in with the intention knowing how you want it to look and how you want the edit to be and sometimes it won't work out that way and you need to be open to that and know that uh, you know, a fantastic mistakes sometimes make the best images. In fact, mm. more often than not. But, um, but yeah, go in with an idea of how you think you'll want it to look in the end. Okay, excellent. Thanks. So if I was to deliberately want to shoot in black and white, it's best to actually start with the settings on the camera that will complement that first. Yeah, yep. and maybe experiment with that at first. Excellent. Well, thank you, Jonathan. Uh, I didn't want to turn this into a 101 <laughs> tutorial for me, <laughs> but it was fascinating um, hearing about some of your projects. And if people want to check you out, I guess it's garsonjohn.com. It's probably the best place to go. And on the social, it's at garsonjohn. And what you got coming up next, Jonathan? Um, well, I'm working on two books, actually, which is really exciting. I'm working on a retrospective kind of book, which will cover a lot of my work over the past few years. And then also over 2017, I'll be shooting new work, which will be a mixture of men's style and street photography and interviews like I do on garsondon.com. And then also for the past couple of years, I've been working on a book about British manufacturing. So I'm still plugging away at that and going to factories across the UK. Jonathan Daniel Price there from Garson John. And now, a word from our sponsor. Okay, everyone, let's get started. Yes, beautiful, feeling it. Let's get some smiles. It's all in here. That's it, yes. Let's let the inside out. Okay, you're an animal. Yes, there we go. You're a tiger. You're Tony the tiger. You're great. Very good. Loving it. Now you're a lemma. Running as a pack. Yes, yes, we your lemma. We go right. Yes, yes, yes. There's a predator out of the jungle. What's going on? Ooh. Burrow! Burrow! That's right, you're a lemon. It's all you've got. You don't have sharp teeth capable of biting. Make an interconnected series of tunnels like the Viet Cong. And look, 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 look. I'm not even shooting you. It's crazy. And I'm spent. Austin Powers there. And that's what it should sound like on every photo shoot. And now we're going to have a chat with Abdel Abdullah, the brains behind Boy from Dagbon. Okay, I'd like to welcome to the podcast Abdel Abdullahi, who's better known as the boy from Dagbon. How are you doing, Abdel? I'm very well, thank you. And you? I'm very well. Thanks for joining us. Um, Abdel, just tell us a little bit about your website, please, your blog, which is the boy from Dagbon. Yeah, so my uh, website is um, it's pretty much, as I like to call it, an encyclopedia of style. You know, I like to put together... You know, all the stylish gents that I see either on the street, you know, during fashion week, 
you know, just put it together, you know, onto onto which also is sort of my portfolio for everyone to to see, enjoy, you know, look at, reference to, you know, that sort of thing. So, you know, that's what I try to capture with my, well, share with my site. Awesome. Um, Abdul, I've got to say, I'm just starting out in photography myself. Uh, and I, I like the idea of stopping strangers in the street and getting their picture, but is there a, a knack to it? Is there a polite way or how do you go about it? Um, I mean, the, it really isn't. You know, the only way is to, to be polite and just to ask, you know, if you spot someone, you know, you ask them. I mean, most times people will say no because people want their privacy. You know, most people don't want to, to appear. You know, sometimes people will ask you, who you're working for because they don't want to appear on your newspaper, that sort of thing. You just have to ask, mm. you know, you just have to ask. Um, and yeah, you know, with time, you know, it just changes. I mean, most of the time these days, people will stop when I stop them to take the picture. But when I first started, I don't know if it's because, you know, my being nervous also showed, but people were used to be reluctant, but I, I don't get that anymore. Right. And do you always have like a business card to hand as well? So you can kind of make... <laughs> that bridge if you like to who you yeah. are and what you represent yes indeed i do um most you know most times people want to know where the picture's going to end up because they also would like to share it onto their social media so i usually have a set of cards you know on me mm-hmm. um for for whenever i'm asked you know and then i hand them out and most times i just give them out because you never know whose picture you're taking mm as well so it's it's quite a good way to network in at the same time excellent yeah it's good i mean i was thinking of maybe just having a t-shirt that said can i take your picture or something <laughs> something camp and novel but i guess just having a decent camera in your hand is a good start and maybe just a nice way about you can go go places as well absolutely absolutely having a camera you know maybe something not too intimidating because you don't want to come across as a paparazzi but yeah yeah, yeah. something in between so absolutely. Is it um, is it tedious waiting on the street all day? Uh, do you uh, do you go to fashion weeks primarily, or do you also do it in your in your downtime? Um, I do my yeah, I do my downtime as well. And there are days where it is tedious. I mean, there are days where I could, you know, I I I pick different parts of London on different days. You know, there are some days where I'll do Carnaby Street, and I'll probably make I'll probably get like two to three images. Um, and that's just from walking up and down, stopping for a coffee. I mean, it's a lot of coffee drinking while you're waiting. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, yeah. And yeah, I'll probably go home and I'll end up with, I mean, I'll take about 10 to 20, you know, images. But out of all of that, I'll probably have like three to four decent ones. So mm. uh, yeah, the days where, you know, the days just seem to seem to be a lot longer. And the days where it's just amazing, you know, you you see someone like every few minutes you know and, and you tend to feel good about it yeah can i ask is it primarily men that you shoot or is it women as well um primarily men mm-hmm. uh, i have i have started shooting women again you know sort of on the side because women is actually where i initially started was the cat was shooting at women's fashion week doing women's street style uh, and runway um but then i decided to branch off into men's because they had to be someone you know capturing all the style and sharing it with all the other guys who just you know who want to know mm. you know where to find things or what styles are out there what's trending yeah. uh yeah so but i mean i yeah i have begun shooting women again on the side but that's just for for paid work right okay i mean i imagine that you don't really have a regular 
nine to five. I mean, don't let me put words in your mouth, but I can't imagine you get up and do exactly the same thing every day, like working on a production line. No, no, no. I actually free. I do freelance IT as well, um, and I do that, you know, every every now and again on the side. So it's a combination of the two, but it's it's pretty much what's you know what's paying. You know, mm-hmm. um, I try to balance, you know, both both jobs. Yeah. Because um, obviously there has to be another source of income, you know, but there are times where I just do photography because that takes up a lot of time. Well, is it a case that it's, I mean, I imagine photography since the advance of phones and cameras being on phones that it's such a saturated market now. And plus everyone thinks in some way or other with Instagram and the likes that they are a photographer where there's actually a very keen difference (laughs) to being, you know, just a guy that walks around with a half decent camera and someone that actually knows their onions. Absolutely, that is true. I mean, you know, most people these days, as you say, you know, with Instagram and camera phones, and you know, don't get me wrong, um, there are some camera phones that take great pictures, but it's nothing as decent as what a professional can produce with with a professional camera. Mm. You know, also it takes knowing what you're doing, how to to work the lights, how to work the shutter speed, when to take an image, how to play with the light, play with your surroundings. You know, there's so much involved, you know, and yeah, there are times where I see... I mean, my, my, my siblings do it, you know, they'll take in a picture and be like, oh my God, look, check this out, you know, I'm, I'm such a great photographer. And yeah, it's a good picture, but it certainly won't, won't get you on the front of, uh, on the front page of GQ. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you something else, perhaps a bit tangential to what we have been speaking about, but do you think that people are more interested in taking pictures of themselves these days, thanks to this kind of revelation of the selfie and Instagram, that we've somehow compounded this weird euphoria of narcissism where it's more interesting to have my picture on a platform than it is to have say some graffiti or a sculpture um i do you know what i'd say it's a combination of both i think you know we do like to take a lot of pictures of of ourselves because of camera phones but at the same time i think people because people have camera phones and and can take good pictures people like to you know, to capture their environment, I suppose, and their surroundings. Mm. You know, you see, you, you see most of the time, especially when I'm out about taking pictures, you know, people are either doing selfies or taking pictures of the signposts in Carnaby Street, you know, and there are times where I'm sure the same image of the lights on Oxford Street and the lights of Carnaby Street probably ends up on everyone's Instagram feed. I've seen it. It's the, uh, the hope sign above Carnaby oh, Street. There you go. There yep. you go. I, I haven't even been down Carnaby Street for a few months, and I know exactly where people are when they take pictures. <laughs> exactly my point. You know, it's exactly my point. People, you know, everyone wants to take a picture because it looks really nice, and we all want, we know, we all want to, I suppose, to, to carry that memento with us so yeah i guess so i, I don't want to sound uh, misanthropic or anything it's just i'm seeing so much of it i just wish it, it would everyone would just take a day off you know what i'm the same i walked past Carnaby street the other day and the funny thing is i actually pulled out my phone to do the exact same thing uh, i was like what are you doing you know but <laughs> what have you become I, yeah what have i become you know and to be honest it'd probably end up on my on my instagram and no one would even care you know i probably wouldn't even get any likes so well, that's the thing it's so disposable these days as well it's not like everyone has to be precious about a particular picture because it's gone in a second right yeah absolutely <laughs> are there any uh, particular things that you look for when when you're taking a picture in terms of the style when it comes to people in the street and what they're wearing is there something that grabs your eye in particular um i tend to look at people themselves you know people who are confident with the way they dress um with you know and also edginess you know something edgy smart is always good 
but maybe playing with smart, you know, being edgy with being smart, you know, just mixing up a little bit, just something that I know will stand out, you know, and that people would want to see. So, mm. I mean, that's generally what, what you know what I tend to look for, and it, it, yeah, it's just all day long. I don't, I yeah, as long as you you look confident in the way you dress and mm. and you also look good within that, you'll always make a good picture, you know, because yeah, it, it shows. I guess it's a fine line of standing out and trying to look cool and not actually feeling comfortable with the skin that you're wearing. Yeah, that's that's you know, that's exactly what it is, you know. You can you can sometimes you can be dressed in a certain way and you just don't look comfortable and that resonates, you know, in the image, you know. You you put a picture of like that anywhere, no one would really care because as long as you're looking comfortable in it or mm. confident in what you're wearing, people won't I don't I suppose there won't be that connection, you know, from whoever's looking at that image and probably wanting to you know, to emulate that style. Um, I I also saw just a, a brief video by a photographer called Steve Smith. Yeah. Um, I've, you've probably seen it. It's a very popular video about how he's just going around taking pictures of things that catch his eye. Yeah. And he, uh, he walked onto a, a construction site and stopped a dude up a scaffold and just said, look, I quite like the way you're hanging off that scaffold and like having a fag between his lips pursed in the corner of his mouth. He said, can I just get a picture? And it almost turned out to be the best picture from the shoot. And it wasn't anything stylish. It was just a really good frame and also a really cool angle because he's yeah. at the bottom and he's taking a picture up that way. Do you have a very cool picture that you've perhaps stumbled upon by accident out of your portfolio? Um, oh, let's see. I have to, I have to think, think back. They're quite a few i mean i haven't had anything quite similar to you know to a guy off a office of you know at a building site or anything like that but there's some images that i've stumbled upon i think maybe perhaps my coolest unfortunately you know unfortunately it's going to be someone famous it will be an image i took of kanye west a couple of years ago at fashion week and i just happened to be at the right place at the right time you know where i i spotted him you know Sh- literally shouted his name and I got him gazing right into my lens and I quite the frame was actually pretty cool because mm. the way he looked up you know the way he was glaring into the lens it it just had quite a a really cool look to it it's probably one of one of my decent best and best images and I guess that's a must be a real relief when you have a picture like that come through the other end and everything's in focus and nothing's blurred or there's no absolutely you know and it's I suppose it, in in a way it was it was a money shot you know everything was in focus he was looking right into my lens you know and I was shooting from above and he was below mm. so the portrait shot just you know pretty, looks pretty amazing I guess what um people didn't see was the frame after where he sticks the middle finger up at you and calls you a rename under the sun. Yeah, Just... yeah, with his, and his, with his security guards running after me and me running off. <laughs> the sniper rifle, that little dot just appears in between the lens. And... Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like something out of a James Bond film where you just see the barrel of the gun and the, and the blood dripping over the lens at the last minute. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I'm surprised he didn't make the news. <laughs> um, well, what have you got coming up next? What can we um, expect from um, you? So, well, I've started prepping for, obviously, LCM um, and Pity, which is obviously next on the cards and will be in January. So I've just been speaking to some of the publications um, that I work with, just planning what we're going to capture, what we're going to, how we're going to do it, um, and that sort of thing. So that's, and that's pretty much around the corner. So that's next on the cards, is planning the, that. So my uh, January and February for me are going to be busy months because I'm, pretty much going to be all over the place you know london to florence to milan mm. um and then later on down the line i may possibly go to paris i'm still contemplating that 
Um, and yeah, and that's that's next. And then maybe somewhere down the line, maybe maybe Africa. I'm still working on that as well. Well, excellent. Sounds like quite a range. Um, I I was just in Milan a couple of weeks ago. It's a fan, it's, it's almost like an orgy for photo, photography. There's so many decent places. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I've never been to Milan. I've been to Florence a few times. Um, and that's beautiful. I mean, the city itself is, is pretty amazing, but it's Italy, so hey. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Everything's a screenshot, right? <laughs> exactly. And everyone looks cool. Yeah. Uh, I recommend, lastly, if everyone wants to check out your site, it's Boy from Dagbon, and that's D A G B O N, um, in case I'm not saying that correctly. That's right. Uh, Boy from Dagbon, and check him out on the social as well. Thanks, Abdel. No problem. You're welcome, Pete. Thanks very much. Abdul Abdullah there. So before we interview our last guest, I just want to make sure with you, Mr. Jameson, I've definitely got a job at the Bugle, right? I never said you have a job. Meat. I'll send you a nice box of Christmas meat. Best I can do. Get out of here. That's most kind. Okay, so we're going to have our last guest on now, Antonio Eugenio, who's going to tell us all about the fashion photography course for Master.com. On the podcast now, I'd like to welcome Antonio Eugenio, who is a fashion photographer and under the umbrella of Talent Care at Mastered. How are you doing today, Antonio? Uh, really good, thanks. Thank you. Antonio, I always like to ask, did I get your name right? Yes, Excellent. really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're off and running. Um, I stumbled upon Mastered and a 10-month course uh, with the photography. Uh, could you just tell us a little bit about it, please? What is Mastered and perhaps what people can expect from the course? Uh, so it's an online course um, that I've done with Nick Knight. Uh, when I did it, actually, it was more like a six or eight months course. Um, to be honest, when I started, I was a little bit... Um, uh, anxious because it's online, so you do not meet the teacher or the mentor. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, I was really happy to uh, to uh, do it because it's really uh, help you to push you outside of your comfort zone. It really helps me to produce a lot and to see uh, how uh, big names like Nick Knight or um, other big names in the in the industry are working on uh, editorial or a uh, campaign or fashion film. So, yeah, it, it was really good. Actually, when you start uh, on Master, you have, like, um, a courses through videos. You see uh, Nick Knight and other mentor talking to you and giving you advices. Mm -hmm. uh, and each month, you receive a brief that you have to achieve. Uh, this is really the part of, uh, of uh, Master that I really enjoy because each month we had to, uh, to deliver uh, a different kind of job. So, so far it was something like an editorial, a fashion film, uh, a campaign. So it really, it really helped me to, to get out of my comfort zone. I did my first fashion film thanks to, uh, to uh, this course. Oh, excellent. Uh, I'm just reading the bio on the website, if you'll forgive me for just reading it back to you. It's mastered.com, uh, which is the site where people want to go and just click under the programs and you should find it. It's a 10-month accelerator for 200 ambitious fashion photographers led by some of the biggest names in the fashion industry, delivered online and in person and designed to run alongside your professional career. You'll create amazing work, get expert feedback and have access to the network. You need to claim your place at the forefront of the industry. So, Antonio, is it like you download a series of videos or is it live do they talk to you live through the online site how does it work 
So uh, most of the video are on the platform, so mm -hmm. uh, you can watch them uh, when when you have time, when it's the most convenient for you. Uh, then you have uh, some uh, live Q and A, where uh, you can uh, chat with uh, the mentor, um, and also you have so you can watch the video when you want. But regarding the brief, you really have uh, to follow the deadline. And when you send your, your work, you're going to have a feedback like a few weeks after it, right. like uh, a, a personal feedback from one of the mentors of the course, which it's really, it's really good and really helps you to, um, to understand what you're doing right and if you are on the good track. And, and next to that, what I also really appreciate is the dynamic that you have between the other uh, fellows. On the, on the website because you can chat with everybody, you can see the work of everybody and give your own uh, point of view or advice. It's, it's really uh, also about sharing, so it's oh, that's cool. a really good platform. Yeah, so um, you get a sense of community, I guess, and you get to, that's it. You get to network at the same time. Okay, great, so yeah. people can check that out. Once again, that's mastered.com. Um, Antonio, though, your site uh, is antonio-eugenio.com. I'll put all this in the show notes. Um, <laughs> it's a fantastic site, mate. How long has it been up and running? It's actually a brand new website I, I just put online like a few months ago. So uh, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to say I, I wept a silent tear because there's a few dudes with their tops off um, looking very buff, <laughs> uh, the, the square pecked <laughs> torso. And I just thought, Do you know what? I just need to get my ass off this chair and do some sit-ups. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so actually, actually I, I decide to focus my work on, uh, on menswear. Um, that's why I'm, I'm mainly shooting guys. Um, yeah, so it, when I started, it's like, um, I think that when I started to do the master course, everything just came really quickly because the work I produced for the course has been published on magazine on online magazine mm -hmm. and it helped me to give me a lot of exposure uh, that's a bit also how I start working uh, on the art direction of Vanity Teen magazine which is a menswear magazine uh, dedicated to uh, the new faces of the industry so now I'm working with them uh, for two issues so I'm doing the kind of uh, a direction of them on the magazine the print magazine I'm also doing a uh, editorial for them a portrait picture and uh, and I'm writing some article for them um, um, yeah um, and also you do stuff for Wonderland magazine I saw the front well uh, editorial yes. did for that as well that looked really good so uh, just tell us a little bit about what you look for in regards to fashion. I know you're not necessarily geared towards street fashion, so I don't think you're out there stopping people in the street and asking to take their pictures. No. Well, it's, it's, I've done the Fashion Week here in London and in Paris uh, this last uh, summer, and it was really interesting to see how it works and how, uh, how everybody's really into it. I, I did mainly a backstage, backstage picture. Uh, but outside, yeah, outside it's really funny to see how um, a lot of Actually, when you see the picture from outside, you have the feeling that everything is really spontaneous, which is absolutely not the case. <laughs> a lot of people are just staring um, in front of the photographer to be sure that they're going to be uh, uh, photographed. Uh, uh, a lot of photographers stop people and ask them to, to strike a pose, so it's, it's a bit less spontaneous. Hmm. But uh, yeah, it's, it's the, I, I assume it's the way uh, 
to have a, a good picture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is not really uh, what I what I'm doing. Yeah. So I mean, Antonio, maybe you could just help me out for a sec because I'm starting out in the photography world as well, kind of running yeah. that alongside with the editorials that I do for magazines. I'm finding I got thrown in at the deep end because my girlfriend kindly lent me her very up high-end camera <laughs> so I went straight from you know the iPhone 6 camera to a, a Nikon D300 I think it is and I'm getting yeah. a little bit bogged down in apertures shutter speed uh, everything's been given to me at once and I, and I literally it's a sink or swim for me I'm getting quite frustrated would you recommend going a onto the mastered course for one but maybe going back and getting a beginner's camera or how how would it work for you uh, to be honest, um, yeah. To be honest, the master course is not gonna help you to uh, to understand how you you how your camera is working and how uh, you can um, produce turning picture thanks to certain kind of lighting mm. uh, because it is it's it's not really a, a base. On this kind, it's not really based on technical issue or, or for beginners. To be honest, it's more uh, related to people who, are, who already have an experience in photography, who knows how to use the camera. Mm -hmm. And so the the, the, the courses are mainly uh, focused on um, how to help you to produce a story. So we were talking about fashion. So the the, the, the main goal was how to produce a story, a consistent story, because um, as you know, an editorial it's about between six and ten pages, uh, mm -hmm. sometimes a little bit more, and so all those pages has to tell a story. You have to be sure that they are consistent between each other; they're not too different. Right. And um, so the course really helps you to understand uh, where to find inspiration to produce those pictures, and um, how also how to be surrounded by creative people because mm -hmm. you can't do an editorial on your own. You need stylist, you need air stylist, you need a makeup artist, you need uh, people who's going to understand your point of view and really wants to work with you. Um, so yes, the course was mainly based on this side of uh, the fashion photography. It's not, if, if, if you are brand new with a camera, I would suggest that you, you get like a beginner uh, a course for beginner. Thanks, Antonio. Thanks for clearing that up. So what can we expect from you next? So, um, the new issue of Vanity Tin is just out like now, so uh, you can uh, find it on any uh, good uh, kiosk and, uh, and bookshops. Uh, I've done uh, a feature with uh, wrist pinkering, which is uh, a, a really good model. We will work for Givenchy, Armani, and Vuitton. Uh, so you're going to see my uh, portrait picture of him in the magazine. Fantastic. And then I have, and then I have a few few other projects who's going to be coming up. Um, in the next days and then in the next year. So things that I can't tell right now. But yeah, if you can, you can just follow me on Instagram or on my website and you're going to see more of my upcoming work. Yep. And if you want to check out Antonio's Instagram, it's Mr. Antonio Eugenio. Um, again, all that will be in the show notes. Well, thanks, Antonio. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks, Peter, for, for this. No problem. And I hope to bump into you on a catwalk somewhere. At some point soon. I won't yeah, be on the catwalk, sure. by the way. I'm nowhere near but, the catwalk. Yeah, but I won't be on the catwalk neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you are, if you are in, in London uh, during the Fashion Week, yes, please. Uh, it would be a pleasure to meet you. 
Antonio Eugenio there. I'd like to thank Antonio and all of my guests this week. I'd like to thank Jonathan Daniel Price, Abdo Abdullah. I'd like to thank you, Mr. Jameson, for coming in. I will fuck you like a pig. Understood. And thank you, the listener, for joining us on yet another episode of the Menswear Style podcast. Head over to the website, www.menswearstyle.co.uk. Most importantly, though, do tell a friend, support the podcast. If you want this to carry on, if you do like what you're hearing, then leave a review, share it on the social, at Menswear Style. Do all that gubbins. It will help me stay in a job for the new year. 